Sometimes the truth hurts. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. The Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale is going on right now. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. These are perfect trees for your yard, farm, ranch, or mountain property. Six-year-old, four- to five-foot tall evergreen trees. Now get two trees for only $4.20. While supplies last, choose from Black Hill Spruce, Montrose Charm White Spruce, or Bosnian Pine. Come you see. You say I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray. Good morning. Welcome to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I'm going to begin 1 Corinthians chapter 2. As for myself, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony and evidence or mystery and secret of God concerning what he has done through Christ for the salvation of man, in lofty words of eloquence or human philosophy and wisdom. For I resolved to know nothing, to be acquainted with nothing, to make a display of knowledge of nothing, to become conscious of nothing among you except Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and him crucified. And I was in, I passed into a state of weakness and fear, or dread, and great trembling after I had come among you. My language and my message were not set forth in persuasion, enticing and plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power of proof by the Spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men in human philosophy but in the power of God that your faith may rest in the power of God Verse 6, yet when we were among the full-grown spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, 
we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden. But it is indeed not a wisdom of the present age or of this world, to, nor of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. But rather, what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God. That wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages of our glorification to lift us into the glory of his presence. None of the rulers of this age or world perceived and recognized and understood this, for if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made and keeps ready, that he has made and keeps ready for those that love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him, and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. Yet to us, God has revealed, I'm sorry, yet to us God has unveiled and revealed them by and through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and hidden things, and beyond man's scrutiny. For what person perceives or knows and understand, understands what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him? Just as no one discerns or comes to know or comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, to the cosmos, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing freely, so freely and lavishly bestowed upon us by God. And we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. But the natural, non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelation of the Spirit of God. For they are folly, they are meaningless, they are nonsense to him. He is incapable of knowing them, of, pro of progressively recognizing and understanding and becoming better acquainted with them. 
because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. But the spiritual man tries all things. The spiritual man examines, investigate, investigates, inquires into, questions, and discerns all things, yet is himself to be put, yet is himself to be put on trial and judged by no one. He can read the meaning of everything, but no one can properly discern or appraise or get an insight into him. For who has known or understood the mind, the counsels, the purposes of the Lord, so as to guide, to direct, to instruct him, and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Messiah. And do hold the thoughts, the feelings, and purposes of his heart. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. What Paul is saying, I'll abbreviate it, is that we believers, through the Holy Spirit, because we have the Holy Spirit in us, we do know the deep things of God. It is God's desire to reveal His counsels, His mysteries, to reveal to us, most importantly, His plan for our age, His plan for our day, His plan for each one of us individually and how we fit into a plan that God had ordained from the foundation of the world. We are at the time when the cosmos, the kingdom of Satan, is being shaken. And Christ said in the prophecies, in the Old Testament, his own words, and the, through the apostles, that there would come a time where God would close out a 6,000-year period of time prior to bringing in a 1,000-year millennial kingdom. 2,000 years ago, on the day of resurrection, a unique plan of God began. Christ, as the Holy Spirit, as the indwelling Spirit, living inside of His creation, inside of man, those who would receive him, who would believe that he raised from the dead, that he is a son of God, that he has the power to forgive sins, that upon requesting that he forgive your sins, and upon requesting that he come live inside of you, by faith, you would have the Holy Spirit indwelling you. A plan of Christ, Messiah, 
in mankind within, subjectively, in the human spirit for a 2,000-year period of time. And during that time, he would build his kingdom, a kingdom that he oversees. And he has put people, individuals, to oversee this 2,000-year plan. It is a period of time that we would call the church age. The church age is only 2,000 years. Eventually, when Messiah comes, when Christ comes, the church age will be over. The new millennial kingdom will begin, and in this kingdom, there will be no churches. All the seven churches have fulfilled, uh, like uh, you might say, a, a caterpillar who can, cocoons himself, and then eventually, at the right time, he comes out as a butterfly. The churches are cocooned, you might say, in the Holy Spirit. And we are a kingdom that is, you can't see with your own eyes, but you can experience because we have a purpose that God had with us during this period of time to represent him, to be his ambassadors, to make who he is known to mankind through the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of his resurrection, the reality of who he is, and the hope that every man it can be presented to be eternally saved, to be saved from eternal punishment. This plan, this um, desire of God is that he would have a people that would ascribe greatness to his name, to present to the world the reality that this Christ raised from the dead, this Messiah has raised from the dead, is alive, and indwells people. Mankind has the opportunity to receive him. The mysteries that Paul talks about, he talks about those who are mature. So within, in Corinth, there were those in the body of Christ that were mature. They understood that the gospel was not philosophy of man. The gospel was the power of God. And these men who were mature in Corinth, they understood what Paul was saying. There were those in Corinth that were not mature and would look at Paul and his speaking as maybe just philosophy, just a something natural that he had learned during his education 
as a child during his time as a uh, working with the uh, priesthood in Israel. But no, he's presenting Christ alive who has a plan and a purpose and he's presenting that in the future, this would be the future of the believers. The future is to present Christ to the world. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And in this time, where we are in time, we're in the years that will end the 6,000-year period of time, or the church age. We're going to end this time. Some believe that the church, still another 60 years, 200 years, we're going to be here. No. The signs that the, the prophets have spoken of, Christ and the apostles have spoken of, the conditions that would change in the world are happening. Technology is one of the greatest signs to the church, to the Christians' greatest sign. Technology. Because of technology, communication. Daniel said, the Lord told Daniel, after he'd given Daniel a vision about the time that we're in, he told Daniel, you go your way, you're going to sleep, and eventually you will be raised. But in that time, before that time, before you're raised, knowledge will increase. Knowledge would increase and people will travel back and forth. This wasn't traveling from Babylon to Israel, back to Babylon, or into the region to the east. No, the traveling he was talking about, what God was telling him, was international travel. International travel and the way in which mankind would travel. Vehicles, but in the air. Airplanes. He also said knowledge will increase. Knowledge implies two things. Yes, knowledge of the world as we now know it, the sciences, the technology, the whole understanding of how we have been able through knowledge to create the world in, in its present state. So uh, sophisticated. We are even in outer space. Uh, we are exploring every everything in nature to the even at the molecular level. But also he's saying that it's a two-edged sword. Knowledge for the world 
so the world would be modern, and the knowledge of God's plan and the scriptures will be opened like, uh, well, of course, never before, but the scriptures were opened 100 years ago. 50 years later, there was more revelation. 25 years later, even greater revelation. But Daniel's thought, and God is telling Daniel, but along with the knowledge of just creation, knowledge in the world for societies to exist, I am going to open my word because I have to so that mankind can see me like I, as I really am. The, the Bible and the mysteries of the Bible are going to be revealed. One mystery is, which many Christian people don't want to hear, they can't accept it. We are in probably the last, close to the last decade. We are, I think, in the early in that last decade. And in the last decade, the whole plan of God, the eternal purpose of God, is going to be revealed to those in the body of Christ that God has been, that has been, he's been uh, visiting, preparing, and revealing personally what they are to do, where they're to be positioned, and how they work collectively for a great mystery that is going to take place very shortly. The great mystery at the beginning of the tribulation. And that mystery is two witnesses. Two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11. In a few minutes, we're going to go to the bottom of the hour break. It's going to be about a minute, somewhere in there. Before we get to that, for those that might be dropping off, the programs are streamed every Sunday. All the programs on this station are streamed. Podcasts for this program are on 1360khnc.com. I planned a, I have a message. I was going a completely different direction than where I'm going. But I have considered talking about these two witnesses once again and uh, didn't plan on it today. But I feel that it's appropriate because there is a war taking place in the body of Christ. There is a war. There is a battle for the household of God. The battle is without the devil the fallen angels, the demons, and the children of the devil are at war with a remnant of faithful believers in the body of Christ. Within the adversary within the body of Christ are believers 
who have a different vision, have a different objective. They don't have the objective, the plan. They don't have the view of what God is intending to do in our time. Their view and objective is to build a kingdom within a kingdom. We are a kingdom, and Christ, as the head of that kingdom, has clearly explained in the scriptures what he intends for his people to do in this time that we're living. Well, within the body of Christ, in the family of God, there are men who are building their own kingdoms. They are doing what is right in their own eyes. And so you have this war taking place against the plan of God to end the age. And in this family of Christians, you have men who are not planning to end the age. They are going to attempt to prolong our time on the earth. They need time to take over the world as a, you might say, Christendom that we might rule over the world the way they feel that Christ had wanted us to rule over the world. No. We are, we are going to be persecuted in the world. We're not going to rule over anything. It's difficult enough for us to rule over our uh, tendencies, our, our just our desires of the flesh, the lusts of the eye, the lusts of the uh, flesh, the pride of life. And they think that we're going to rule over the world, over the nations. Well, this is, uh, this is vain thinking. So we're going to go to a break. We'll come back. Again, podcasts, 1360khnc.com. I have notes in front of me, and I haven't touched them. I don't know, never know which way the Holy Spirit wants to go, but we are going to close out this age. And in the body of Christ, there is a remnant. There is a small residue that is going to be obedient to follow the orders that God has given us to follow. We'll be back. A lot of radio stations can boast about having two, three, even 500,000 listeners. But what they don't tell you is that their average listener only listens for four minutes. And if they're listening to music, they're constantly changing the channel. Same old boring commentary. Or as soon as a commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have some of the longest continuous listener minutes in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial as soon as a commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss one second of their favorite programs. Advertise with AM 1360 KHNC and have your message heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We have the best rates in Colorado. So call us at 970-587-5003 or 1360khnc.com. Happy day. Happy day. 
Okay, that gave me just a second to think about how I'm going to proceed. We're at the, well, first things first. Contact information, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502-872, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Podcasts, 1360khnc.com, to the Olive Tree site. We, God is sovereign. God decides when we're going to be born, when we're going to die. God decides whether we're going to be born male or female, rich or poor, what nation we will be, where we will be born, the nation we'll be born in. Uh, If later in life we should marry, God knows ahead of time who we will marry and whether we will divorce or remain married to to a wife to one person or one man. You didn't get to choose your parents. You didn't get to choose your grandparents. God is sovereign. We didn't get to choose the time, the period of time that we would live in. This time will be the most difficult time ever in the history of mankind. That is what Jesus Christ said. And he has the final say on everything. He said that if you become a believer, he said that you will be persecuted, you will be hated for his namesake. He didn't promise you anything other than you would have hardship if you were faithful to him. People will hate you, distance themselves from you, uh, mock you, and kill you to that point. Put you in prison, you're going to suffer. This is the testimony of the early the Christians in the early church as they spread out of Israel north into Turkey. They were persecuted as they went east toward China, as they went south into Africa, southeast into India, up into Rome and beyond. This is the reality. American Christians find it very hard to face reality. One reason is because when you live in a society where your needs are met daily, you have access to water, clean water, 
well, used to be. But you have access to everything, indoor, indoor plumbing, a roof over your head. Even the people who are on the being taken care of by the government, they live better than some of the wealthy people in Africa. Ease and comfort, a society of ease, a society of luxury, a society where you have abundance that's coming to an end. God is sovereign. There are two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11. Many through the years, through the last, since the 80s, 70s, mid-70s, I've read many different thoughts of who these two witnesses are, two individual pious Jews out of Israel, uh, Moses, Elijah, John the Baptist. This is a mystery that God said he would hide. These mysteries that are hidden. We're in the time where now the Lord says that for the sake of the residue of his people who are going to carry the, the weight of the hardships to come, and these people will be attacked again from without and from within. They will be attacked by their own Christian brothers, the own, their Christian family, because the Christian family will be deceived. Not knowing what they're doing, they'll believe that by turning these people in, persecuting these people, they're doing God's will. Well, actually, they're not. They'll be at war with God. Just like the Apostle Paul was at war with God when he was persecuting the Christians in Damascus and throughout the area. The two witnesses, I'll begin here. When Christ was born, according to the scripture, there were two corporate people, peoples in the world, two corporate peoples. God viewed mankind from his perspective. You were either the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or you weren't. You were born into the family, the Hebrew family through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That was one corporate people. The nations that were not Hebrew were the second group corporate nations. They were the other corporate group. On the day that Christ raised from the dead. That evening he breathed into a group of people his Holy Spirit. He said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. That night, a third group, a unique group, a corporate group 
of people came into existence. You have to say this is the beginning of the family, the born-again family of God, or the initial ecclesia, the initial group. It hadn't just one night, one day, they, they went to the tomb, Christ wasn't there. That night, Christ, Messiah, visits them. He breathes into them his Holy Spirit. A new corporate people has come into existence. So you have the nations, the Hebrew people through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and now you have Hebrew people who have the Holy Spirit in them. Yes, they're still Jewish, but now they have the Holy Spirit. This puts them in a completely different, every a setting, not a setting, this puts them in a completely different uh, world, a completely different group. Yes, they're Jewish, but there's something different now. They have Messiah in them. Then later, Peter would go to the house of Cornelius, and Cornelius and his family and his servants would get saved. Now, there was an addition of, initially you had Hebrew people being born again. Now you have Cornelius, who is a Gentile, recognized as maybe a family from the nations, not Hebrew. Now the family, he's saved. So now you have in the born-again group, you have those born-again who are Hebrew, born again, you have now people who are born again, non-Hebrew, from the nations. So in this new group, you have both Hebrew and individuals from the nations, the Gentiles. There's a third group. The third corporate people has within it people from both of the first two corporate groups. In Revelation chapter 11, the two witnesses are a represent, they are representing, they stand before God, they are re representing the third corporate group. These two people, these two prophets, are representing the Hebrew people and the Gentile people in Messiah. They're not two individual people. They are corporate peoples. They are thousands and thousands and thousands of people from each group who are going to testify, who are going to be a witness. They're witnessing, they're watching, they're observing something and they have to stand before God. And God is going to use them to proclaim 
to the, how would I, I'm going to back up. They're there as in a court. They're standing before the God of heaven, the judge. And these two are witnesses. There's a judgment. There is a court scene. The world, God, and the witnesses. And the witnesses are presenting their testimony to God about the, the evil and the wickedness and the sins of the world. What they are witnessing. What, and these two witnesses, I say, are mainly in the United States of America. They are these individual Christians, these faithful Christians, who are saying, Lord, we witness, here is the, here is the indictment. The leaders of the land are guilty of just had a uh, one of the tests of the emergency broadcast system so I stopped I didn't want to continue I don't know what will be on podcast I don't know what will be streamed so I just had to stop and wait um, these two witnesses are born again some think that they're Israel and the church well, they are representing Israel, but they are born-again individuals representing the Hebrew people. They are born again. They must be born again because they function with the power of the Holy Spirit. The scriptures make it clear that Israel will be apostate all the way to the time when Messiah comes to redeem them. They will be apostate. So to say that Israel is one of these two witnesses doesn't match what the scripture says prophetically. Israel is in apostasy. And... Um, <clears throat> They are born again. They are of the family and the household of Jesus Christ. And these two witnesses, they 
have a dual, the sword that they wield, you might say, has two edges. They stand and they're going to bring judgments, punishments. They're going to speak the judgments on the areas where they are called to those areas of responsibility. I'm really trying to make this as clear as possible. They are born again, and on the sword you might say that they carry, they have, it's double. They have the, they function with the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Chapter 12, the gifts. They function with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read them to you. If I can get to them quickly. I'm just going to have to take my time, give you the scriptures. Here's what Paul says. Christian, the Christians have the anointing within. They have the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit within, the anointing that keeps them abiding and growing. They have an anointing. This is just one part of the Christian life. It's the vital part. The anointing keeps you growing. It keeps you abiding. It makes sure that you are always tapped in. You are, you are tied in. You are tapped into the Holy Spirit, into the riches that God has for you so that you can mature, that your mind can be renewed, and that uh, you can keep yourself chaste and holy. It, you, you abide. When you're not abiding... There's a restriction of the flow of the Holy Spirit to you. Young Christians, when you first get saved, you, you feel the joy, you feel the, the life of God. And as you get older, people say, well, the honeymoon experience is over. You tell that to the Apostle Paul. You tell Paul, you know, Paul, yeah, you're just a young Christian. The Holy Spirit is on you. And the, but that, that, uh, that experience, that honeymoon experience you're having with your relationship with the Lord, it's going to end. This is the lie of the devil. It's a lie from hell. When you meet Christ, there is, there is no need to ever lose that experience. The joy, the deep love, the... Uh, the, the desire to serve Christ, the honeymoon, honeymoon experience. There's going to be trials, but regardless, still, you have access to the Holy Spirit every single day. I didn't lose my honeymoon experience. Just my experience changed. My joy in the Lord didn't change. It just got richer. But God has to mature us 
So to mature us, there's going to be some affliction. But in the affliction, I never turned against Christ and say, why are you doing this to me? And I don't want to have anything more to do with you. Many Christians have done that. A little bit of hardship comes and they say, ah, no, no, I don't want this. And they leave. And they regret it later on. It's too late. The honeymoon experience, whoever tells you, you you young people who get saved or anybody who meets Christ that tells you your honeymoon experience has to end. No, it doesn't. Now, Satan is going to do everything possible to stop that enjoyment. Satan will, will, he can't allow you to continue to enjoy and allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with his spirit, to take you out of Satan's kingdom, take you out of the the, uh, bondage that you've been in. Whenever you start to leave Satan's areas of control, the areas where he binds you and keeps you in bondage, he's going to rebel. He's going to fight back. I had to, you young Christians have to give up pretty much everything. We're in the world, and we get to enjoy the world. We get to enjoy life, but we're not to be overtaken by it. I love sports. I like baseball. I like football. I like. I didn't like basketball. I do a little bit now, but I I make sure. It is not my life. I don't allow anything to interfere with the pipeline from heaven that comes into my life to continue to keep me in a state of growth. This is a fearful thing for Christians who stop growing. I have been with people And I'm telling you, I have seen the day where they have had, uh, they, they hit their limit in their walk with the Lord. They hit a limit. They were running. They were in full stride. And then all of a sudden, something in the world, they got caught. They, they thought, you know, this is, I really like this. And it stopped the momentum they had with Christ. Yes, they went on as Christians, good Christians. They go to church every Sunday. They pay their dues. They, you know, they're kind. They do all the Christian, the good Christian things. But it's all for show. They haven't grown. The maturity ended. Oh, they kept themselves chaste and holy, but as far as being vibrant like they once were, they're getting by. Satan will stop and do everything to stop you in the maturity process. In other world, in other countries where they don't have the great luxuries that we have, it's easier them to grow because they don't have the distractions. But in this country, the Christians who stay 
faithful to Christ, they have uh, have to have an, a great relationship with the Lord to keep them moving, abiding roots in God going deeper, and the spiritual warfare, the attack that's going to come, they have to have the knowledge and the reality of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Pentecostals, they have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They function there, but they're weak or weaker in the matter of abiding, in staying deep in to the deep riches of Christ. They, as a community, they flow together, so they are, they're kind of, you might say, you, you get outside of their little groups, and that's where they begin to have a hard time. They're not used to functioning outside of having others around them to kind of keep an eye on them. They keep an eye on each other. There is a, there is great uh, there is a I'm not I'm not saying that isn't isn't uh, needed. It is needed. But when you cannot function outside of meeting with a group of people, if you can't function away from that group and continue growing and abiding and maturing and staying holy, that's where the real test comes. When you're out away, that's when Satan will come to tempt you and that is where you're going to either get the victories or you're going to realize you better get back to the flock but eventually there aren't going to be in this country I, I'm telling you now there's going to come a time when you are not going to be allowed to assemble and if you do it's going to be small groups of people five people six people two people you better begin to prepare yourself for a walk with Christ without 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, 1,000, 2,000, 500, 300, 100. People that are in the storm who have courage. You know, there's a man out there other than President Trump and just a few others that have really proven their mettle in the furnace, it's Mike Lindell. You're not going to get better towels, better sheets, better slippers, better beds, better hundreds of products made in America anywhere. It's ridiculous how high quality it is, how ridiculous the prices are low. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343.
This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. The Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale is going on now. Choose from thousands of carry-out-sized trees that are easy to handle and easy to plant. While supplies last, buy the first tree at regular price and mix or match a second tree for only 50 cents. Thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, fruit trees, evergreen trees, ornamental trees, and more. Also, huge savings on shrubs and perennials. You Come take I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. I've learned to stand with people that are in the storm who have courage. You know, there's a man out there other than President Trump and just a few others that have really proven their mettle in the furnace. It's Mike Lindell. You're not going to get better towels, better sheets, better slippers, better beds, better hundreds of products made in America anywhere. It's ridiculous how high quality it is, how ridiculous the prices are low. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. KHNC is proud to carry MyKind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693.
This is Mark Call, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Hi, my name is Sam Cheshire. My wife Lisa and I own Build Design America in Longmont, Colorado. We've been in business for over 30 years, offering full-service flooring to Northern Colorado. A few years ago, we started into Kiva Studios. We offer full-service kitchen and bath remodeling, along with a design service. We're located in Longmont at 665 Frontage Road. Our phone number is 303-772-1202. And we also offer free design services. So give us a call, 303-772-1202. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome to Hour 2 of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your, I'm the, uh, Rick, I'm, uh, I didn't, I guess I should tell you my name. I'm Rick Rodriguez, the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Podcasts on 1360KHNC.com. All programs are podcasts there. And during the week, I host the Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. And the programs are also on the podcast section. In the first hour, I... Uh, just tried to cover generally a few th- things that First Corinthians chapter 2, Paul is talking to the, Christ- the believers and that God is going to do something that we could never imagine. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It's not entered into our heart what God is going to do. And he's going to do it in the years, in the decade before he returns, the decades before he returns. He always saves the best for last. It's when nighttime comes, it's when light is is, uh, evident. Light shines the brightest in the night. Christ is honored when there's persecution. 
Christ's name is proclaimed when the church is under attack. When the Christians are being martyred, this is when the gospel and the reality of who God is uh, uh, covers a land, covers an area, goes out. Because the people cannot deny what they see. When they see people who are not afraid of death, when they see people who in the face of death do not uh, reject Christ, but rather embrace what has been ordained for them, this will cause people to believe. What you may speak is one thing, but what people see is another. 90% of the Christian way is our conduct. 10% is what we speak. There's a hypocrisy. Eleven of the Pharisees, they said one thing and did another. There's the hypocrisy of the pastors of the land. They say one thing and they do another. The great sin, the great sin in the land, in America, the greatest sin in the evangelical, Pentecostal, charismatic, slash, uh, charismatic, a messianic movement, all Christians, all of them, all the religions, I include them all. The greatest sin is the sin of the people that are responsible, that are in positions of responsibility, pastors, if you want to use that term. Pastoral sin is the greatest sin to a body, to an assembly of people. Pastoral sin. My sins are the greatest, uh, the, 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 the great, cause the greatest harm to people that I minister to. So you ha I have to be very careful. I have to be very careful. I'll give you an example for you religious minds out there. I have the freedom to have a beer. I have a freedom to have a, a, a drink. I like a little bit of whiskey. I like a cap full of whiskey in a 7-Up. That's my favorite drink. I enjoy it. I like the taste of whiskey. One thing God, the Christ told me when I, when I gave my life to him, there were three things he told me. And I didn't know my future in Van... Uh, I'm sorry. I did not know my future. In my future, there would be a call to responsibility. I didn't know that. I assumed I would just be a Christian growing in the field and all my life. I didn't know the add additional plans of God for my future. But three things God told me, that I was never to get drunk again, ever to be drunk again, to ever do illegal drugs, and to have a relationship with women outside of marriage. Three things. Any one of these would have cost me my future. And here you have the sins of the pastors of the land causing the greatest harm to the family of God. So my sins affect 
the world that God has given me responsible responsibility over. It's in Leviticus, one of the deepest books in the Bible. I love Leviticus. It's deeper than you can imagine. And I really haven't even had the time to get into it. But pastoral sin. Paul made, he took Leviticus to Timothy and gave the, I think it was Timothy, and presented the qualifications for bishops and deacons right out of Leviticus the qualifications faithful husband of one wife the children being having a gravity to them where they are respectful to the parents and they are an addition to the community they have to be hospitable they have to be social people. They have to be, they have to love those around them. Tough conditions. And I look across this country at the big ministries. And I look at these people. And because they won't tell God's children the truth about anything, it's a great sin to the American Christian family. This is why the great apostasy has taken over the land. It's not coming. It has taken over this nation. The evangelical, all of evangelical Christianity is affected. We are a hip, we are we are the modern Pharisees of our time. Within the body of Christ, within the family of God, there are the faithful people. I started to talk about Revelation 11. And I get upset with myself because I, I am trying to find the clearest path to take. And I get frustrated. One of the greatest frustrations that uh, any individual, any speaker can have is an inability to communicate perfectly what you see, what you understand, what you know. But I thank the Lord that he has given me all the utterance I need in one way or the other. If I can tell you to get out of the freeway because there's a train coming at you or a truck or an airplane or a tanker coming I don't have to say what's coming at you get out of the freeway it's dangerous get out of Christianity that is adding nothing to you if you are getting nothing out of your assembly if you're just going there for your conscience sake you better rethink your Christian life. You better rethink what you're doing because you're not going to have anything to say at the judgment seat of Christ. There was a man 
that was given one talent. There was another man that was given two talents. The other man was given, I think, five. God is going to require something of you when you stand before him. Your pastors aren't telling you this. The five receive five more. The two receive two more. If I remember the parable. And there was one man who received one talent and he buried it. And when Christ came, he rewarded the first two. And the third guy, he says, uh, why didn't you give this to somebody so I could have interest? Well, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, let's make it practically real to those listening. Everybody, every born-again Christian, regardless, male, female, young, old, doesn't matter. White, black, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. Educated, non-educated, poor, rich, in between, doesn't matter. You're all given one thing at rebirth. You're given the Holy Spirit. Be sober in what, and listen to what I'm saying. You are given the Holy Spirit. Do not, don't, don't, say, don't think that when you stand before Christ at the judgment seat of Christ in the air, we're going to stand there very shortly within a decade. You're going to go stand before the Lord. Even you who are in this new apostolic reform movement, whatever crazy Christianity with weird, strange, demonic doctrines, you're going to stand before Christ. And you are going to be asked, what did you do with your Christian life? Were you deceived? Did you fall into doctrines of demons? Did you teach others doctrines of demons? Or did you teach them the truth? Were you called to positions of responsibility or did you just like power? You just want to make a name for yourself and a retirement. All these pastors of this country hate to say the unfaithful not called by God pastors, and the faithful. Your retirements are going to be taken away from you. There will be no retirement. This government is going to make sure that what you have stashed away for retirement is going to be taken, stripped out of your hands. And God's going to allow it. The, you pastors of the land that, are, that have not been faithful to God's word, You've protected yourselves from any type of criticism. You didn't want to tell the truth about real matters in this country. I heard Alex Jones interview this, uh, what was his name? Rodney Howard Brown. Now, Pentecostals, you probably just got 
you just your ears just perked up and others too Alex Jones asks Rodney Howard Brown is America in the Bible and this man did a tap dance around it of course America's in the Bible you don't want Christians you don't want to hear what you, you don't want to hear the truth you don't want to believe the truth you'll find ways to get around believing the truth the United States of America Revelation chapter 18 and Revelation chapter 17 the United States of America the great empire at the end of the world the great advocate for the nation of Israel the nation that without this nation's help Israel would not have become a nation the nation that has stockpiled Israel that has always been there to some degree to coach Israel the nations would like to destroy Israel and we step in and we tell the Arab nations you got to back down the Palestinian Palestinian Authority back down Hamas back down Hezbollah back down the great nation that has protected Israel instrumental in Israel coming into existence after 1900 plus years and we're not in the Bible Rodney Howard Brown is not faithful to the people that he is responsible that follow him if it, Alex Jones if, if, if Alex would have asked me that question I'd have said absolutely Alex Revelation chapter 18 the great harlot Revelation 17 the great harlot working with all the major corporations of the world the great harlot the great kingdom of the underworld Revelation 18 a nation of luxury of merchandise a luxury where the Christian people have tender feet the princess the princesses of Israel would the prophets would say they have tender feet they couldn't walk outside even in soft sand without sandals on their feet were tender in other words they couldn't handle any type of hardship hardship they were not durable they weren't able to cope they were weak body they were weak in their mind emotion and will they were so tender you couldn't look at them with a funny look because it would crush them and I'm talking about men and women the Christian people of America have tender feet another thing they have no stamina when hardship comes they do everything possible to get out of the hardship rather than turn to the Lord and call on the Lord and plead and wait and be persistent 
and ask and seek and knock. And just keep asking and knocking and seeking until God gives you an answer. No, you take a different, you take this, the, the easy way out. It's like when uh, Lot, he and Abraham were having a conflict. They had big herds. They were both being prospered by God. But Abraham took the better route. He took the way that was the best, best way. They went up to the hill and they looked over the valleys. And the men, Lot's men and Abraham's men, they were fighting with each other because each is trying to get their herds to the best pasture. So Abraham ended the conflict. He said, okay, Lot, you decide. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you decide to go to the left, I'll go to the right. You decide. And Lot said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take the plush land. I'm going to take what is easy. And he took an area filled with wickedness. The easy, the easy way is sometimes you have the most evil in the easy way. American people, American Christians, not all. No, there are those. God said, he did say that he would always have a faithful group. He even said in Matthew 24, I'm sorry, Matthew 16, that there would be an ecclesia. Does that mean the whole family of God is going to be faithful and be the ecclesia? The ones who the gates of hell do not prevail against? No. The gates of hell are prevailing against the mass of the Christian people in America. Catholics, Lutherans, doesn't matter. All of the seven churches, I include everyone. Not just evangelical Christianity. But God called me to evangelical Christianity, so that is mainly my my word is to that family. The Christians, for the most part, are not the ecclesia. The ecclesia are the faithful, the overcomers, the ones who stand, the ones who engage the ones who don't run, the ones who are accept that they're going to be persecuted. They accept they're going to be ridiculed. They expect, accept, expect that when they're in a crowd, everybody's, the whispers that they hear is about them. They expect it. But because they stand before the God of the earth, before they, because they stand before the God of heaven. They're not shaken. They can't be shaken. When their faith is that deep in the God that they serve, that the God that they love, that the God that they acknowledge daily, that they, the God that they ascribe greatness to, when you have that kind of faith, 
and you have that reality of the God that you serve, you're going to stand. Nothing's going to shake you. But the Christian evangelical Christians have wobbly knees. They wobble. They can't stand. They're always on the brink of falling. They can't fight the culture. The evil culture that comes at them every day, they can't stand against it. They're overtaken. Or they're they fail. They fail in being faithful. This culture, without the Holy Spirit, without the power of the Holy Spirit, see, they, we, we have a form of godliness in this country. I see so many Christians. They're pious. They are humble. They have no power. They've never engaged. They don't engage. They don't wrestle. They don't. They don't. They don't uh, press in. This is the warning that God has given the Christian churches. It's a warning to the Christian people. The purpose of the prophets was not to come and always give a blessing. They did come to give a blessing, but when needed, they would come and come and give a warning. In the 1970s, right after Jimmy Carter took office, the great apostasy went into fifth gear. We are in the middle of the greatest greatest apostasy or uh, idolatry. Apostasy is idolatry. You're worshiping everything but God. You are not being faithful to God but to everything else. Apostasy. You're not faithful to the word of God, to the truths in the Bible. Apostasy. Idolatry. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC. 
Welcome back. All right. Welcome back, and uh, we'll continue every Sunday, 9 to noon, right here on 1360 KHNC radio, AM radio. Podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. Podcast section, Olive Tree Ministry. Present Truth Ministry or Present Truth for the weekday programs. Other hosts through the week are on the podcast. Contact me at Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado 80502. The some of the greatest how how am I going to phrase this? Rodney Howard Brown would not come out and say I believe that he may know America's in the Bible, but if he says America's in the Bible What's that going to do to his fellowship down in Florida and to his ministry overseas? America's in the Bible. Revelation 18. Babylon the great of the end of the world. In the time in which we live, There are two Babylons. They coexist. Ancient Babylon in Iraq, in the area, in that area, it never did completely, it was never completely destroyed. There has always been someone living in ancient Babylon. Modern day Bible the, uh, the, the Bible teachers that speak of eschatology and uh, end time events, they say that that Babylon that is being rebuilt is the Babylon that is going to take over the world, that is going to be Babylon the Great. There are two Babylons, ancient and modern, ancient and end of the dispensation or the the end of the age Babylon, modern Babylon. Modern Babylon is not the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church is one of the lampstands in Revelation chapter 3, Thyatira. It is a lampstand. 
the Pope is not the Antichrist. He may be Antichrist, but not the individual that we would call the Antichrist. America, the land of the plumed serpent. I'm trying to remember the Christian, I don't remember if it was Gary Kaw who wrote a book, but they researched the name America, Americu, many different names, and the meaning was the land of the plumed serpent. Babylon the Great of the end of the world, the nation that the Antichrist will rule over, sits between two great oceans, the Atlantic on the east, the Pacific on the west. It doesn't sit in the sea of sand. This is a very powerful lie that needs to be broken on the minds of the American people, the American Christians. Babylon the Great of the end of the world sits between two oceans, between the waters, not in the sand, not in the ocean of sand. This is very hard to break this thought. Without the revelation that the Holy Spirit gives, if you don't want to know the truth, God cannot help you. God gives revelation. He dispenses revelation. That's what he dispenses. But he's careful. He's very careful, protective of the revelation that he gives. The revelation that he will give us individually is for our present and our future then the revelation that he will give to his family corporately, he is careful. He doesn't waste time. He doesn't waste his revelation. He's careful with his glory. He's very careful with suffering. You know, people think, well, everybody suffers. We do suffer. But God knows our temperament, our disposition. He knows what we can handle. So he doesn't give everybody the... the uh, if you can't handle suffering, he may not allow you to suffer too much. But eventually, there'll come a time where the prophecies must be fulfilled and there is going to be a tribulation that is coming. And when the tribulation begins, we're not in tribulation right now. I hear talk that we're in tribulation. We are not in tribulation. We're in a time of hardship, a time of sorrows, a time of stretching. You stretch a rubber band, and you can get it to stretch, and then eventually you get it to the point where it's going to snap. And when it snaps, that's when the pain comes. We're like in the time of the stretching of the rubber band. And it's being stretched every day, every week, every month. 
And one of these days it's going to snap. And the time of sorrows and birth pains will be over. We will be in the time of tribulation. You hear about, talk about a cashless society. We're going to go to a cashless society. And we're going to function. We're going to have to function with that kind of a system. But it's not until the abomination of desolation is revealed, then at that time, people will be forced to worship him. And if they don't worship him, they can't buy and sell. But in the first half of the tribulation, there will not be that. It will, it will be severe. It will be hard. It will be tough. But it won't be severe like the Great Tribulation. So we, Christians, I'm going to read you, are going to be in the land of the coming beast. And your simple, i got to be careful how I phrase this, Simple faith is very powerful. We can't do anything without faith. We can't please God without faith. But in our a simple attitude that we may have that we can go through anything without the Holy Spirit, that is not it's not rational to think that way. We are going to need the power of the Holy Spirit like no society internationally is going to need the authority and power of the Holy Spirit. It's like in Nazi Germany, to make it, to exist, you're just in the natural. You had, you better have a will to live. But in this system of the coming Antichrist, it'll be so demonic, you're going to have to know how to fight the battles with the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing within, and the giftings without. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, and a few more verses. Paul was telling the Ephesians what was coming to, the, to Ephesus, the deep, deep witchcraft, and what Rome was going to do. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord. Be strong. Be weak in the Lord. Finally, my brothers, be weak in the Lord. This is where we are today. We are weak in the Lord. So I say, American Christians, you better start exercising your spirit to be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the weakness of his might. No, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. This is how you should pray. Lord, I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God 
that you might be able to stand, that you might be able to stand, that you may be put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to run, run away from. No, that you may be able to stand. When hardship comes, you're either going to crumble, you're going to fall, or you're going to stand. Stand against the wiles of the devil. All the strategies, all the different ways of the devil. Stand against the wiles, the onslaught. We are wrestling not against flesh and blood. I'm not wrestling against the people individually in the New Apostolic Reform Movement or any other thing of this of that type. No. I'm not wrestling against man. Behind men are spirits, but against principalities, powers against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. You think this world is full of light? No, it's dark. Can you see the darkness upon the land since the last election? Would you call what has happened across this land light? We've become more festive. It's been more enjoyable to live here. Why are people leaving this country? Why are people trying to find places of refuge? Spiritual wickedness against the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. Verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. It's like a wind. It's like a strong wind that you can withstand. It's an evil day. The days are going to get become more evil. More evil is coming. The book of Revelation is very clear on that. The time in which you're in, in the time in which we are living, the spiritual powers of darkness are being unleashed upon the world and upon this land. We are, we are, we have moved into the evil day. It was an evil day back then, but it's more evil today, and it's going to become even more evil. because of demonic and satanic attacks or just because of Satanism. And having done all to stand. Having done all to stand. He leaves it with that. To stand. Revelation chapter 11, the two witnesses. The people without God are not going to be able to stand in what Paul just stated 
in Ephesians, he's talking to the Christians. The people of the world are not going to be able to stand what's coming. We, because of the power of God, will be able to stand. Revelation 11. There was given me a rod like un, a reed like unto a rod, a royal scepter. And an angel stood saying, Rise, measure the temple of God. Take this royal scepter and begin to measure the temple in Jerusalem, the, begin to measure people, measure, begin the measurements in the body of Christ to see if the Christian people measure up to the laws of the royal, the royal laws of God, the royal scepter. Every day we're being measured by a royal scepter. Every day I, I uh, not consciously, but every day I do subconsciously think, well, I hope I'm hitting the mark today. I hope that I'm furthering, I'm growing today. Number one, I want to grow as a Christian. I want to grow and mature in my knowledge of who the Lord is. I want to grow in my holiness. I want to become even more holy. I want to mature. I want to abide in Christ. I abide in Christ yesterday, but I want to abide in Him equally today and even more today than yesterday. We're being measured by a royal scepter. It's the, God measures everything by this royal scepter. And this scepter is a scepter of righteousness because God is righteous. Measure the temple of God, the altar, those that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple leave out. Measure it not, for it's given to the Gentiles. The holy city will they tread underfoot forty and two months. During the time of the coming abomination of desolation, it's the, temp, the, 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 the nation, the uh, city is not going to be measured because it's going to fall short of every requirement. The holy city will not meet the requirements of a holy God. So he's not going to measure it. But he says, I will give power unto my two witnesses. Two corporate people, Jewish and Gentile, working together. There are those who are truly, Jew who are Jewish, that have met Christ, true messianic. There are Gentiles who have met Christ. We we are not necessarily messianic, but the two of us together each have a duty to God and a responsibility to God, different purposes, different work, so to speak. But we represent the same Messiah. The work that we have Gentiles in the West won't be what the Messianic Jews will have to go through in Israel. They're going to go through it too. Our Christian, true, born-again Christian, Jewish 
brothers and sisters in Israel are going to go through it. As they hated Christ, they will hate these Jewish believers. They will hate them. We here in this country that are Jewish, or, or we in this country, are going to be hated also. The Jewish Christians, you're going to be hated. Gentile Christians, you're going to be hated. We're going to be hated together. But together, it says here in Revelation, we are going to stand. I'll read it to you. But the court which is without the temple, the court which is without the temple, leave out, measure it not. It's given to the Gentiles, the holy city. Shall they tread underfoot forty and two months? I will give power unto my two witnesses. They will prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days, the first half of the tribulation. One thousand two hundred and three score days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees, the two lampstands, standing before the God of the earth, reference to the two peoples of God. <clears throat> the olive trees, Paul talks about in Revelation, I'm sorry, in Romans, I think Romans 11, I have to think. We were, we were grafted in <clears throat> to natural. We're the wild branches grafted in. And the two lampstands, the two olive trees, the two lampstands, we have received the Holy Spirit through Israel and the promises of God to Israel, the promise of Messiah, and through Messiah, the promise of a new kingdom that we would be members of together. Born again, Hebrew and non-Hebrew. Standing before the God of the earth. Like Paul said, and having done all, to stand. And it says that they stand before the God of the earth. If fire, if any man will hurt them, fire will proceed out of their mouth and devour their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in the same manner be killed. So they're going to be killed. But in the manner that they're killed, the murderer will be killed. So in other words, they're going to be martyred. They're going to be martyred. They have power to shut heaven, that it rains not in the days of their prophesying, that they have power over waters to turn them to blood, to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. When they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, shall overcome them and kill them. Uh-oh, I thought they were supposed to be raptured. I, I, I thought they were the God's children would not be martyred, but they would be raptured. No. Antichrist, the beast that comes out of the earth, out of the bottomless pit, is going to make war against him. With what? With all the weapons of the military. <clears throat> the modern military in this country. All of the um, surveillance. 
all the weapons because this coming individual that ascends out of the bee, out of the bottomless pit, will not allow anyone who is born again to live in his domain. Now, are your pastors teaching you this, telling you this? This is why we believers in America, the Holy Spirit is going to be available, is available, has always been available to those who need, who want to be faithful, who are going to be faithful. They are going to have the Spirit without measure. As much as they desire and as much as they need, they will have access to the Holy Spirit of God without measure. I'll give you an example when we get back in the next hour. But the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry section. And P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. For those leaving, God bless you. We'll be back. Box 872. Talk radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360khnc.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen to the lotion to the salve to the retinol cream to the tinctures to the cocoa to the coffee to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360khnc.com slash shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. Most people think they can't afford to invest in gold and silver. But at the Patriot Trading Group, we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to own hard assets. That's why we created our Preferred Metals program. You can get started for as little as $100 a month. Go to allamericangold.com and click on our Preferred Metals icon to learn how you can get started. 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. 
Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. It's a perfect time to plant trees during the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carryout-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 7-8-foot-tall flowering tree for only $269.50 and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two 7-gallon trees for only $270. You Come take I-25 to exit 235, then 5 miles west to the Tree Farm. Tommy here with Revo Knives. We're a Colorado company looking for local customers who own a business that want to make a gift for their customers or employees that they'll always use and remember. We customize our knives with your logo and information so they always look at who to get back to when they need your service. Head over to our website at RevoKnives.com or give us a call at 720-947-9599. And as always, live sharp. Bleed stop. Clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound. Apply direct pressure and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds. Bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find bleed stop by clicking on the bleed stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular bleed stop website prices. Get yours today. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt, too. Don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492, 720-680-0492. 
Hello, friends. This is Bradley Dean, show host for the Sons of Liberty. Join me on KHNC 1360 AM every weekday at 8 p.m., Saturdays at 5 to 7 p.m., and Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you, Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. Not by the will of man, but by the will of God. I didn't plan to ever have a ministry or to be in a position of responsibility over God's children, which I really am not a pastor. I don't have a church. I have a radio ministry, and it is, uh, the gravity of it is, uh, it's real. Anybody that is presenting Bible doctrine, theology, eschatology, 
commentary to God's people has to be careful because whatever that individual is, the people will become. If the individual is uh, off doctrinally, the whole assembly will be off doctrinally. In theology or in eschatology, so I know that I have to be careful. I uh, am not, God has not given me the permission to start a movement, to have a, minist- to, to have a church in a sense. It's very time consuming and uh, it is a pastor with the abilities in administration pastor teacher evangelist prophet apostle with these uh, administrative abilities um, there are men who've been very gifted and they have done great things with the weakest ability if you can imagine that. Of the five, they will have strengths. They will have weaknesses if they're called to ministry. Not everybody's called not everybody is called to ministry. Many want to be in positions of ministry, of responsibility. Paul warns against it. Told Timothy, be careful. Because these people can bring great condemnation to themselves. And they can cause great hurt to the family of God. If if the pastors, and in this country, the highest form, the highest title to, to for the most part, being a pastor. If you have the title of pastor, you are somebody. But now, we have a new movement of apostles and prophets. So, still the pastors don't buy into this apostle uh, prophet thing. There are apostles, there are prophets. Now, with the five administrative abilities, I finished out the last hour. America, the American Christians are going into a world that without the power of the Holy Spirit, without the anointing, without the unction, you're going to have a very difficult time. an impossible time. The tribulation to come is a, is a time where God is going to begin to use that difficult time to bring his children back to him and to the reality of who he is. And he will begin to Make, give, make things clear to them. What's the purpose that they were called to?
Why were they apprehended? I, uh, I, I study the evangelical churches of America. I, I, I see great evil. You have people in assemblies who parents have basically brainwashed their own children into believing that the only place for their children to be are in these assemblies that the parents were members of. And the grandchildren also have to be members of these assemblies. So you have three generations in one assembly, and if that assembly uh, has deviated from the scriptures from the doctrines of Christ, then the whole three generations are deceived. All of the generations, grandma, grandpa, son, daughter, their wives, their families, their grandchildren, this is what systematic Christianity does. It's this, no different than Catholicism, Lutheran churches, Greek churches, all the mainstream denominations, whatever that denomination is, the members are. The Apostle Paul, he is what Judaism was. He was in love with it. It was his life. It was his everything. There was no other way. At all costs, he must defend the system. But eventually, God converted him, and Paul helped bring down and end that system that was a system of hypocrisy. The Apostle Paul and Peter and the other apostles tore down what needed, what could not stand. They tore down a system that had been created, very powerful system over centuries. But upon becoming believers via the Holy Spirit, introducing a reality to the people of the area of that time, they brought in a new reality. They brought in a new power, authority. And they were able to, still, still many of the Jewish people, they weren't going to be converted. The old system, they liked the old wine. That old wine was good enough. And, and so finally what God had to do is what the early church believers couldn't do. Christ fulfilled the prophecy that he had given that he was going to tear down that temple. He had to end it. So through uh, 
bringing in and allowing the Roman commander Titus to come in and to tear that all that that uh, temple to the ground, God pretty much, the, the Lord pretty much ended it. He assisted the apostles by tearing down the temple. And at the same time, the Christian people, the, the believers were scattered. They went to Africa. They went east. They went north. They had to leave that area. So God accomplished what he said he would accomplish. Paul in, in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 said that at one time God shook the earth and the people trembled and they knew it was God. But Paul said, but in these days, meaning his days and our days, he said, in those days God is going to shake not the earth only, but the heavens also. Meaning that now, because Christ is alive inside of his people that he has ordained to be born again, the heavens are going to be shaken. The principalities and powers. Because now, the children of Israel, they lacked the power of the Holy Spirit within. God spoke to them without. But they didn't have the subjective power and authority now that the new Christians had. We have the same Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit within us, we are still the great threat to the kingdom of darkness. The least in the kingdom of heaven, on this earth right now, there is a Christian that is the least, the last, the, I don't know how to phrase it, taking currency from a billion to a million to a thousand to a hundred to a dollar and below. There is an order. The least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist, because the least in the kingdom of heaven in the <clears throat> the least in the kingdom of heaven has the Holy Spirit within. John the Baptist did not have the Holy Spirit within; he had the Holy Spirit without. It's the Holy Spirit within that we need to begin to. Cultivate. Because you're going to need the power of the Spirit in the days to come. And you have to begin with your faith. If you're faith, faithless, then you better work on your faith. Because if you're faithless, you're going to be sifted as wheat. Your faith is vital. It begins with your faith. Without faith, you cannot please the Lord. Without faith, the children of Israel perished in the wilderness. They didn't, they saw the good land. They saw what they could have had, but didn't get because they came out of Egypt in fear 
with no faith, in spite of all the miracles that they saw. In spite of all that God did to show them and to give them the reality of who he was. Without faith, you're not going to please the Lord. And without faith, you're not going to get the miracles. You're not going to apprehend, you're not going to acquire the miracles that you're going to need. Your Christian life is the most meaningful part of your existence. Your job is just an occupation. It's just a way to get in to bring in the finances you need to live. It is less, it is a less, a lesser, it is uh, not a, it is the second place. Um, It has to take second place in your life. Your primary focus has to be your Christian life and and your faith. Then, knowing the Word of God, that is vital. I mentioned in the first hour, and I need to read this, there are so many individuals in this country that are, they have their own vision, their own vision. There are hundreds of thousands of visions There's, there is individual vision that God gives you for your life. I have vision for my ministry. My vi- I have vision for my life specifically. And, it, and it's added to. Eventually I have vision for my family. As a family. I have vision for relatives that at some point will come to Christ. Then I have vision for my calling. Vision for what God has called me to do. I don't have the vision of other men because their vision is not going to stand what's coming. It's not going to stand. This is out of uh, Judges 17. There was a man of Mount Ephraim, excuse me, whose name was Micah. He said unto his mother, the 1,100 shekels of silver that were taken from from you about which you cursed and you spakest of also in my ears, behold, the silver is with me. I took it. And his mother said, Blessed be thou of the Lord my son. When he had restored the 1,100 shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I wholly dedicated the silver unto the Lord from my hand for my son to make graven image and a molten image, and therefore I will restore it unto thee. Yet he restored the money unto his mother, and his mother took the 200 shekels of silver, gave them to the founder who made thee a graven image, and a molten image, and they were in the house of Micah. And the man Micah had a house of gods, and made an ephod, a teraphim, 
and consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. And in those days, there was no king in Israel, but every man did which was right in his own eyes. The men of the land, not all of them, the unfaithful, those who have other motives other than the kingdom of heaven, have taken what has been given to them and have made images. They have built many empires. These many empires is what they have created. They're idols. They're not in faithful service to the Lord. They have built their little empires and they're protecting their little empires and they're adding nothing to the children of God. The vision is, <clears throat> excuse me, in, the, in those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did which was right in his own eyes. They are doing what is right in their own eyes. I've worked with many, many pastors. Some were called to just minister to the people in their assemblies. That's the vision they had. They didn't have the vision I had. I've talked to them about the vision of America being in the Bible. The matter of the doctrine of demons, that we Christians are going to take over the world and give the world to God as a gift when he returns. Another doctrine of demons, there will be a pre-trib rapture or a mid-trib or a multi-rapture multi scenario. I told the pastors the truth. I told them that this country would be the seat of the coming Antichrist. And I could see that because God, because their hearts were closed, I could see that God was not going to give them that revelation. But the Lord told me it's okay because you were faithful. At some point, the Lord told me, I will open their eyes. And once I open their eyes, they're going to remember but they're going to have to go through undue hardship. There was a friend of mine who used to pray, Lord, whatever you send my way, I can handle it. And so the Lord would put him on a test, and it was tough, and he'd get through it. Another test, he'd get through it. Finally, he put him through a test where he took a hike, seven-mile hike, with his father and brother. Well, on that hike, he, got, he had hemorrhoids. And they got up to the campsite seven miles in, and now dad and the brother had to carry him out. And he couldn't walk. He was in extreme pain. And he looked at his father and his brother, and he thought his dad was going to have a heart attack. And he learned a good lesson. 
He said, brother, I never prayed for pain after that. I never prayed for the Lord to test me. And I was a, he learned his lesson. He said, I couldn't believe my father and brother carried me that whole distance. I couldn't believe it. He said, I sat in a creek all night long in pain, trying to get the pain to go away. Once he got home and he repented, everything ended. He was fine. God had to teach him a lesson. The lessons that the Holy Spirit teaches, you learn the lessons if you have the Holy Spirit. If you try to learn the lessons naturally in your natural mind, these lessons aren't going to stick. You have to have and you have to pray for the Holy Spirit. I'll give you an example. I took, took a prayer drive. And my prayer drive was to Trail Ridge. And all this traffic getting in my way, but it gives me time to just stay focused. And I didn't know, I just had groaning, 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 groaning. I had no clear understanding as to what to pray for. Just groaning. I'm going to have to finish this in a little bit. This is what it's going to be like with you. You have to have the Holy Spirit. And you have to just keep praying, Lord Jesus, teach me the anointing. Teach me the unction. Teach me the anointing. Teach me the unction. Lord, I need to know when you're speaking to me. I have to have an ear to hear. Teach me the anointing. So all the way up, I'm just, I don't have clarity. Mile after mile, I don't have minute after minute. I just don't have clarity. And I just began to just pray, Lord, you are speaking, I know, but I can't comprehend what I'm praying for, what I'm praying about, and I'm going to have to stop right there. We'll be back. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com, the podcast section for the Olive Tree Ministry. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. 
So I'm giving you an example of, of what and how you have to be fervent. You have to be adamant. You can't just accept no for an answer. You can't accept that you're not going to get an answer. God wants to answer questions. Answer, he wants to give you insight. He wants to give you direction. He wants to give you vision. But you have to ask, and you and with the whole the matter of the Holy Spirit. If you can't hear the Holy Spirit, you're you're going to you're going to just wander in the dark. So you have to just be, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to beat the arrows on the ground like there was the account in the Old Testament where uh, I think it was Elisha told a prophet to beat the arrows on the ground. I, I, I don't remember the whole story. But he beat, the, he beat the arrows three times, and I think Eli, Elisha told the king, it was a king, he beat, took, took the arrows and beat them on the ground three times. And the prophet said, why did you stop? You should have continued to beat the arrows on the ground, but because you only beat the arrows to the ground three times, I'm going to give you three victories, that's all you're going to get. The principle is, you beat those arrows on the ground until God gives you your answer. You don't stop. This is the way the Holy Spirit will eventually give you peace and you know you have your answer. You have to be, you have to press, push, you have to just wrestle with God till you get your answer. You're going to need the Holy Spirit like never before. And the people that will begin to pray and ask God for the Spirit will get his spirit. Ask, seek, knock. Is God going to give you a scorpion? No. For those who ask, he will give you his Holy Spirit in Luke. So I'm praying. I'm groaning. I can't. I'm just thinking, Lord, I don't know. What is it? What am I distressed about? What is this? I don't, I don't have mental clarity. Well, I got up to the top, went over the top, went to the, uh, on the west side of the mountain, the peaks there, they have the uh, we gift shop. Still no clarity. But then, because I just kept praying, 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 then I had like four or five different things I was praying about, I prayed about, started to pray about one thing, and I thought, well, I need to pray about a second thing. I brought that into the equation, then a third thing, then a fourth thing, then a fifth thing. So now I'm praying for five different things, trying to find which, which way do I begin. Then I found the flow of the Holy Spirit, and I found, okay, okay, I began to pray for one of the five. Okay, now I understand. I said, forget these others right now, pray for this. Then, eventually, I went to pray for another. I said, okay, Lord, what are you saying here? 
Then the Lord started to show me, yes, I want you to pray for this because there are some things happening that must be stopped. They must be stopped. They must not take root. They cannot be anchored. Stop them. Okay, and I prayed for that. Then with the other three remaining, I said, okay. And then the Lord said, okay, with this one here, there has to be boundaries. Boundaries. Put boundaries. And I had to pray about boundaries for this one matter. Then another matter. Okay, I need clarity. I need clarity on, on what, 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 what. And then the clarity began. I thought, okay, all right. Then I had another matter where, again, there has to be changes made on, on certain things. And I just said, okay, you want changes? Okay, I pray for the changes. And with that, then I had clarity on all these matters. But the Lord doesn't let you just, well, I'm going to go up and just sometimes you, you have to pray about something. And the prayer just flows. It's just natural. It's just easy. But if Satan knows, and he does, and people say that these spirits can't read your mind, uh, no, don't believe that lie. The spirit, the, the devil can read your mind. If the government can use technology to read your mind, and this is just technology, don't think that the devil and the fallen angels and the demons don't know what you're thinking too. But the Lord, the principle was this. The enemy knew that these matters were important. I didn't realize how important till I began to pray about them. Then my eyes were opened. And I was even hesitating before I left the flatland. I, I On the way to 66 to go west to uh, Estes, I'm thinking, Lord, if, if this is me, if I'm just wanting to take a trip, because I think it's beautiful, it's a clear day, that's one thing. If you say no, I'm not going to go. And I'm even praying, do I or don't I? Should I, shouldn't I? This is the discipline. These are the disciplines of the Holy Spirit that God's children have to have. If you don't have these disciplines of the Holy Spirit to pray and wait and pray and pray and pray until you get an answer, you have to pester God. You have to pester Him. You have to be... Uh, you have to be active. I don't like the term proactive, but sometimes you just have to say, Lord, I need an answer. I've got to have an answer. It's, it's important to me for whatever reasons. It's just important for me. I need an answer, and I can't wait till tomorrow. And I, all I could do was groan, but I knew I just had a sense. Nope, I need to continue. I need to just keep trying to break through, trying to decide which. I, all these matters are important. Five or six matters, they're important. And then finally, the first matter, that's where I got the, that's where the flow came. That's where I had the peace to pray. That's where I knew the Lord wanted me to pray a certain direction. And it opened, that was the, you might say, the key to the next the next matter, 
which was the key to the next and following matter and the final matter. That's the way it has to be. And you're going to need the Holy Spirit because in the land there are true prophets, false prophets. In Revelation 18, it says that there are prophets. Let's just face it. It says there are prophets in the land. There will be prophets in America. And there will be apostles. And the pastors who say that there are no prophets and apostles, well, don't listen to them anymore. Stop listening to these people. Read the Bible. See what the Bible has to say. Verse 20, Revelation 18, 20. I'm going to back up a second. Verse 17. For in one hour, so great riches has come to naught. Every shipmaster, all the company in ships, sailors, as many as trade by the sea, stood afar off, cried when they saw the smoke of the burning, of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? Some people say that Israel is going to be great, Babylon the Great. Israel is not a great city. Jerusalem is not a great city. It's a holy city. It's a little city. But it's not a great city. New York City is a great city. L.A. is a great city. Chicago is a great city. London is a great city. Moscow is a great city. Beijing is a great, great city. Jerusalem is a holy city, which won't be so holy for a while. They cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour she is desolate. Rejoice over her, you heavens and you holy apostles and prophets. For God has avenged you in her. I just read it to you. Verse 20. This is the, the end of the world Babylon the Great. It sits between two oceans. Rejoice over her, you heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Verse 24, And in her was found the blood of prophets and saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. This is the United States of America. So for those that say there are no apostles and prophets, there will be very few apostles. Everybody wants the title of apostle, yet they don't want the disciplines of knowing the anointing and knowing the un unction and knowing the abiding in Christ. They don't want that. They want the title. They want the power. No, to be an apostle, the number one requirement is the sensitivity and the flow 
of relationship and communication to God, to the Holy Spirit. There, Paul was ordained an apostle, ordained to have that kind of relationship and sensitivity to God speaking. The same with the other apostles. He was ordained, he was called by God, according to the will of to called by Jesus Christ according to the will of God. You have to be ordained to it. You don't get to choose. You're ordained. This is what people don't understand in the churches in America, ordained. In other words, God makes a decision. He sets the approval. He fills out the paperwork then he sends his angels out along with his Holy Spirit and he picks the people that he has chosen. There's no such thing as a group of men <laughs> other than in the time of the apostles where Judas Iscariot's seat had to be filled and they picked Matthias. Even then they were still learning the anointing. They had to cast lots. They had to go back to kind of like gambling. <clears throat> they picked Matthias. The apostles are called. They're ordained. They're chosen. Then with the prophets, the prophets the same. The prophets have a duty to always watch, to see in their world, false, false prophets. And a, a, a prophet, a true prophet, can tell a false prophet. This, let's say in the occult. They can tell a false prophet in the occult because the occult prophets, they have a spiritual power. And that power, they do have a spirit about them of a type of confidence and authority. And they can be spotted by these apostles, uh, by these prophets and apostles too. And the prophets, they know because they have that same call from God, whereas the others have a call from the devil. And the prophets then coming into the body of Christ, <clears throat> they know the false prophets, prophets that are truly Christians but they are reckless, they are careless, they are immature, they haven't learned the principles, and they don't know the scripture, and they prophesy falsely. So the true prophets, they know the false prophets. The false prophets who are out of position that uh, are looking for position. And the true apostles and the true prophets, guess where the attack is going to come? From without, by the occult prophets, and from within, from the false prophets and apostles within. Because the true prophets are going to shake their authority 
not just by doing, you might say, uh, facing off head-to-head with gifts of power. No, no. More, they're going to, the true, the true prophets will have clear scripture. They'll have clarity of what God is doing and what the scriptures, example, I use it all the time, a doctrine of demon. The doctrine of demon, a pre-trib rapture. I meet these prophets, have known these prophets, have listened to these prophets. Oh, they do things. They prophesy and they're accurate, but they believe in pre-trib rapture. That right there is an indicator that they really haven't looked into the matter of the pre-trib rapture. So because of it, that is going to be their part of their doctrine, part of their draw. I have no draw. Nobody wants to, I'm not using the mat. My, my draw, if you want to put it that way, there is one resurrection. And in that resurrection, when it occurs, the dead who are sleeping in the chambers of peace beneath the earth's crust are going to be raised from the dead. They're encased in a soundproof environment. They can't hear what's going on. You cannot drill down to that chamber and get inside that chamber. It is spiritually sealed. Now, Gehenna, on the other side, in the same area, Gehenna, hell, Tartarus, now that you can drill and you can breach, you can punch into the inferno. You can punch into that inferno. They have done it in Finland. And the minute the news came out in the Christian churches, immediately it went throughout America. They dug into hell and could hear the screams and screams and torment. Well, guess what? Immediately, these unfaithful Christian pastors, they quit talking about it. Too late. Now they've also tried to, they found through their technology, they have found something in the earth, I don't know how many miles down, and they can see there's something there. They've tried to drill and get into that chamber of rest for God's people. And they couldn't penetrate it. They can't. They won't. God is not going to let man or the demons give mankind the technology to disturb the rest and sleep of his children in paradise. A, 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 chamber, <clears throat> a chamber that is secure from the demons and from man himself. The false prophets, they don't have the truth. They don't care for sound doctrine or theology. 
That's why they can say that we Christians are becoming little gods or we are little gods. No, we're not little gods. We're fallen, redeemed people. We have no, we have, you go to Revelation or you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The gifts that we have are given to us by God. The Holy Spirit gives these gifts to the members in the body. We didn't have them naturally because we were born little gods. We become Christians and now we're little gods. No. False theology. This is why in America the Christian people are so tender-footed. Tender, tender feet. Unable to endure hardship. Enable, unable to, <clears throat> to uh, anything unpleasant, we run from it. We can't stand, we, we won't stand for persecution. We'll just keep our mouth shut. You're talking to people about the Lord and they begin to persecute you and push back. Well, you just keep your mouth shut. I know it's tough, tough talk, talking about the Lord, but uh, the thing is, there are people who once you start talking about the Lord and you give them a new perspective, they're receptive. You know, you say people are closed. I meet, I can't believe how closed Christian people are. Christian people really are some of the most closed people in the country, in the world, because they know it all. One thing I know is, periodically, I get to the point where I realize, with all that God has done, I realize I need more time because I don't know anything. I don't know anything. With the, you might say, the maturity that we become children, young men, fathers, with the maturity, still, I know there's still more maturity to come because I know me. My wife knows me one way, I know me another. I know myself from within, and I know that uh, I cannot say that I have apprehended. I know why I've been apprehended. God has apprehended me in a specific duty. I'm, I have a message, and God has given me a message to present to his people. It's a message to warn the people, in the, in Christians in this country, in all the religions, that hard times, difficult times, so difficult that the world has never seen what is coming. But my message is, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. 
You have the anointing. You have an unction. You have the speaking of the Holy Spirit every day. You have have a, a right to pray and make your requests to God. And He desires that you, with your needs, give your needs to Him. Not selfish needs. He's not going to give you a mansion, but He's going to give you your food for the day. He's going to give you what you need for the day. That's enough. Be content with that. We're done with today's program. God bless you. God bless your week. May God give you His Holy Spirit. May He pour His Spirit upon you in a mighty, powerful way. May He answer your prayers. May He teach you how to pray perfectly. May His Spirit just direct you during the day and may he speak to you at night in your sleep he spoke to king david on his bed may god speak to you at night on your bed rick rodriguez the podcasts are on 1360 khnc.com for the olive tree and lampstand ministry radio church are you prepared for a power outage never be left in the dark again Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-1360 Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. You have courage. You know, there's a man out there.